0: Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Also, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, our Facebook page. Find us there. And uh, Podcast MN, Podcast MN, a landing spot for Minnesota podcasts. We are there every week as well. Chris Foley with me, of course, in the podcast and Facebook brought your way by Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks. Chris, uh Another uh, busy weekend. It's just beautiful weather in the lakes, perfect for golf. And uh, um, man, the, the golf tournaments on TV, uh, I know you don't get a lot of time to watch right now this time of year. But uh, man, the uh, leaderboards are full of great, great players. And last week, one of the really, really great
1: tournaments in this unique uh, two weeks in a row at Jack's course. Well, you know, last week they were kind of downplaying the tournament because it didn't have as strong a field as they had had in the previous five but it ended up being the most exciting tournament of the year so far.
0: What a win for Morikawa. I mean, he takes down uh, Justin Hower or Justin Thomas, number 3 player in the world and might be the best player in the world in some conversations. And uh, boy Morikawa looks like a veteran and he's 23.
1: Yeah, his second win in, you know, in 9 months. Uh, from that great graduating class of Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland, and he, he is a solid player.
0: And Patrick Cantlay, what's he? Maybe a year older than those guys, if that. Yeah, Cantlay's
1: probably three or four years older. Yeah, yeah, he uh, was right there. Again, a guy who you know is kind of poised for a breakout.
0: Yeah, and JT, the old man, at like twenty-six, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think if he wins his tenth, it'll be it'll just be him and Jack and Tiger that have won ten. 10- before the age of 27 or something like that. I think you're right. That's a fairly select group, I'd say.
1: Yeah, you know, Thomas, he's having a great year. He's already won twice, and I uh, think that's his second runner-up finish. And so he's uh, playing as well as anybody out there.
0: Did kind of miss the crowds on that putt. He made a 50-foot putt, and they had the great uh, SkyCam view of it from above. It also had about 10 feet of break and he drops in the birdie, and then Morikawa pours in about a 25-footer on top of him to keep the match
1: going. That was, uh,
0: that was pretty dramatic.
1: No, no question. It, uh, I think we were talking off air. Jack Nicklaus actually thought that he had won the tournament uh, when he made that putt. He got in his plane to fly up to Ohio and didn't realize until they were well into the air that, that Thomas didn't actually win.
0: Yeah, you would think he won after the 50-footer for sure. Jack was trying to make a quick flight home and make – of course, they started early, so he probably wasn't going to be there at the finish anyway. But, um, yeah, really impressive. And the young guys, it's an interesting mix with uh, the Tigers coming back this week. We'll get some uh, bombers back out there. DeChambeau, the talk of the tour is back out. Uh, Brooks seems mad at everybody, maybe because he's not winning. I don't know about (laughs) that. (laughs) I don't get the – the battles with that Kepka wants to throw out there when he's not playing his best right now, like he was last year. But uh, kind of interesting. A lot of big names coming in, and the young guns, like you say, uh, boy Morikawa, Cantley, Wolf, Hovland—they're just uh, youngsters on tour. And uh, like we say, JT, the old man at, at twenty-six years old. So, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got we're
1: going to have the strongest field of a non-major of the year. Yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, with Tiger back and Bryson playing again this week and Justin Thomas and Colin Marcara, Dustin Johnson's playing, lay Webb Simpson, Rory back. So it uh, it should be a great week of golf.
0: Yeah, a lot of those guys like have been playing so well. Webb and uh, Rory have been quite good. The top 10 finishes just about every week. And when you throw Thomas in there and Marcow always in the top 10 and DeChambeau. Uh, there's not a lot of top ten places left after those five guys. They've been there just about no, every single right. week. Yeah, and it's Jack's tournament. They'll. You were saying last week um, uh, they're going to let the rough grow from last week until this week, so that's going to change Muirfield quite a bit, I would think.
1: Yeah, they're going to move the tees a little bit. They're, they're having a drivable par four, I believe the 12th hole. Uh, they have not mowed the rough since last Tuesday and one of the interesting things there next week they're redoing the greens at Mirafield so if they bake them out and get them super fast they really don't care because there's no consequences after this so oh really i'd expect to, yeah i'd expect to see some really really fast firm greens
0: wow wow tiger hasn't played uh, since the genesis invitational had a bad weekend when he did play and that was uh, february i believe so he hasn't played competitively, but Tiger's come back from long layoffs before and uh, played great. But I did see some Golf Channel stuff just uh, today, actually, uh, where he was playing with Bryson because they, they get along quite well. And uh, um, the commentator was saying there was holes where Bryson was, was out driving Tiger by 100 yards. Oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> Tiger's, tarp, Tiger's probably easing into it, but
1: um, yeah. that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, what, that Tiger's last out in the in the uh, the match with with Mickelson and Tom yeah. Brady, and yeah. he yeah you know, he he really played well there. So we'll we'll see what uh, what the week brings. I'd expect him to come out playing well, and he's rested, and so he's uh, he's gunning to play well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Got a fun guest today, Chris, uh, a guy that you got a hold of, and uh, uh, Jay Ravel. Does a lot of things with uh, the written word in golf and uh, kind of controversial, kind of fun. I think it'll be a good interview. He wants to make golf more accessible in the U.S.
1: For sure, yeah. Jay is a great guy and a r- really good writer, and puts some great content out on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that's nice. The daily basis stuff of good writers—it's—it's it's, uh, too few and far between now. Nice to find a nice sure. find a good writer. Yeah. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Also, uh, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, our Facebook page, and Lakes, Woods, and Irons at Podcast MN, the new landing spot for Minnesota podcasts. Find us there. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks. Chris, a very special guest, should have some fun with this i'll let you do the intros
1: yeah thanks mac Want to welcome jay Ravel to the show jay is a uh golf writer from the carolinas and puts out some some great content on a daily basis kind of about golf and life and welcome to the show jay
2: hey guys uh thanks for having me on hope all is going well up in uh the great lake area
1: absolutely you know, Jay, I, you, you and I have traded some correspondence in the past about growing the game, and uh, I, I've always really enjoyed your your writing, especially your kind of your daily blog post. And um, there's so many that if you're passionate about golf and golf has been a big part of your life, that resonate so well with me, especially. But I think with everybody, and um, really glad you could come on the show today.
2: Well, I just can't thank y'all enough for having me on. Uh... I love to talk golf. Uh, we'll do it anywhere anytime with anyone who wants to do it. So, uh, <laughs> I just love love the chance. I
0: appreciate you thinking of me. Jay, you were saying you, your background a little bit you, uh, you uh, wrote have always written, but just uh, started to write about golf maybe three years ago or so.
2: Yeah, I, uh, so I'm my day job. I'm a, a public affairs professional and uh, you know by day and uh i've always written an awful lot professionally uh i i I studied politics both in uh, undergraduate and grad school and have always been you know hyper involved particularly on the local scene uh here in tallahassee on that front and uh, a couple of years ago i i took a trip with some good friends of mine up to this lovely little place in uh, uh just outside of chattanooga tennessee that some folks maybe have heard of it's called sweetens cove golf club and i had such a mesmerizing experience up there that i found myself a few days later sitting back at work uh sitting in a meeting having a hard time not scratching out some notes about the experience that i had and i turned that into a, a blog post that i ran on uh, a popular uh website uh reached out to a friend said hey i got this thing I, I don't really know what to do with it and he said we'll give it you know put it we'll put it up on the site and see how it does and i got all kinds of great feedback on it and people from all over the country reached out and shared hey you know i had such a similar experience and that was um pretty invigorating for me so i, I decided i liked that and uh ever since i've just been doing it more and more and more and uh, earlier this year, I started writing uh, short little snippets about the game and how it uh, has affected my life and uh, the experiences that I have in it. And I publish those every day on my website at jrevel.com and on my Instagram page at jrevelwrites. And uh, earlier this year, I published my first book. So it's uh, it's been quite the journey here in the last couple of years.
1: So the, the name of your new book is The Nine Virtues of Golf and tell us what those nine virtues are jay
2: well you know it's a funny story uh i I, i'm very fortunate i had have had all four of my grandparents in my life uh and my mom's parents uh my grandmother and grandfather there have always been hyper involved with golf my grandfather was the head golf professional little nine hole golf course i grew up on and uh, my grandmother was sort of, uh, I guess you'd, ca- you'd call her the assistant pro for all intents and purposes. And uh, I remember when we were traveling as a kid, and I was play- they were taking me to tournaments, or even when, I- when my grandmother was reading me bedtime stories, she was always talking about how golf was a, a gentleman's game and a-, a game that was laden with certain virtues, and uh, that really left a big imprint on my life, and uh, the book is a, a collection of stories that I've written over the last three years, and uh, we pull that name, the Nine Virtues of Golf, from one of my favorite pieces. And, and in that piece, we talk about things like um, uh, integrity and 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 how people can use the game really as a, a blueprint for living a better life. Uh, you know, I, I always like the way Bobby Jones talked about golf, where uh life and golf very much mirrored each other and so in that piece the nine virtues of golf and throughout the book you're going to find a lot of stories that are very personal to me uh about how golf has shaped my life and 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 hopefully for the better uh it's also a little bit of a a blueprint if you will for the golfer i i still hope to be you know we're, we're all uh imperfect players and trying to be uh uh, better stewards of the game and, and the book really is a, a reflection of that journey
1: yeah some great stories in there jason tell, tell us some of your favorites
2: you know i've got a piece in there that um, is about that same nine hole course that i grew up on uh, it's called how i got hooked on golf and it really uh, you know frames it up from the, the lens of a you know Uh, 12 year old boy spending all his uh, waking hours out at a little golf course with a bunch of people who were absolutely in love with the game Uh, that's one that that, that meant a lot to me and I've gotten all kinds of responses from people saying hey you know this reminds me of the same little place I grew up at and I've got another one in there about uh, my brother and I my brother and I are probably polar opposites uh, when you think about it I mean he's kind of a long-haired hippie kid lives out in colorado uh and enjoys the environment out there and i'm probably a little more buttoned up than that but uh, uh but having a good time too my own way and yeah he and i've had all kinds of differences over the years and um fortunately we've we've you know despite those differences and challenges that we have uh, putting up with each other golf has remain really the, the, the sort of holy ground we get to both come to and put our swords down and spend time with each other and and really enjoy each other's company. so I wrote a uh, an essay in there about that that I, I think is uh, another one that connects with a lot of people and, um, and again that's golf really has been the, the story of my life uh, it, it's, it's shaped everything about me in so many different ways and and what you'll find in the book is a series of essays and stories and other musings that um that really weave that all together to, to to highlight you know who i am why i love the game and for those who feel the same way i think you'll find uh a lot of things um uh that that are reflective of your own experience in those pages
1: You you talked about Sweden's Cove earlier, which uh, we've had Rob Collins on the show a couple times, and uh, my son Michael and I have been there uh, ourselves. And, you know, you go to a place like Sweden's Cove or uh, Bandon Dunes or, or, you know, Pinehurst or, you know, some of the great golf courses in Scotland, and it's, it's almost a religious experience to be able to to go to those type of places and see them and, and share it with good friends. And I think that's a lot of what your, your daily posts talk about.
2: Yeah, that's, that's spot on. I, I, I have very much a, uh, uh almost religious like experience when I, uh, spend time in special golf, uh, golf places. And, you know, and I also try to translate that to, to the place that I live, you know, um, even the course down the street can be a place where you can find a lot of deep meaning uh, in the game of golf. And I try to write posts every day, you know. And, and folks, if you're not you know, familiar with them, these are usually anywhere from 150 to 300 words. I post them, like I said, on my website, on my Instagram page. And they are uh, almost devotional uh, in nature, I guess you might say. Uh, and I have explored everything you can possibly imagine uh, in the game of golf through that lens and, uh, continue to do so. You know, today I, I wrote a post about, um, why community, a sense of community means so much, uh, at a golf course, you know, the places that, that really succeed are the places that it's, it's more than just a golf course. It's a community. It's a place where kindred spirits can gather and, uh, spend time around each other in a, in a positive environment for the game and um, I just really love golf in such a, I don't know, maybe I'd call it a profound way. I, I just the game means so much to me and some of the best relationships that I've built over the years are with people who, who share in those sentiments and, and to your point about you know, places like Sweden's Cove and Bandon Dunes and, and other places like that in the world what, one of the things, obviously, you know, you got a great golf course, beautiful settings, but the thing that really makes them so special is the people that come there, that are compelled to go there. Uh, if you're willing to go travel halfway across the country, you're not just going for the golf. You're also going because you're going to be in proximity to a lot of people who feel the same way. And What I try to do with my stories every day and, and with any essay or work that I do is uh, provide people a window into that.
0: You're listening to our interview with golf writer and author Jay Ravel, author of the book The Nine Virtues of Golf. We'll be back with more from Jay right after this on Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. This segment brought your way by holiday stores of Cross Lake and Mill Avenue. Get your fuel, get your snacks, get your beverages right there at those holiday stores. Also, thanks to uh, Mills GM, our sponsor of our Facebook page, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, and also our podcast, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, as well. Uh, we join, rejoin our conversation now with Jay Ravel, golf writer and author, and his goal of simplifying the game of golf. You had your simplified message of Sweetens Cove, and you've, you're, you'd like to take that to the rest of the country and kind of expand the game and get more youngsters involved, which is a big goal of Chris's as well in his profession. And uh, I thought it was, it was uh, a lot of common sense stuff in there, which which I think would I would I would love to see myself.
2: Yeah, common sense is a pretty good word for it too. Uh, when you think about it. it, it's not a overly complicated formula, in my opinion, to, to you know, quote unquote grow the game. I think you have to be intentional about it, and I think you have to start with uh, creating experiences for people that are fun and engaging. And if you can do that and, and really be thoughtful in how you uh, pull those experiences together and uh, how you put the, the best face forward for our game, uh, we'll never have a problem in the world keeping our golf courses full. I mean, it's, uh, it really is just a matter of, of trying to show people why the game is special, why it's something you can do your whole life, and the endless amounts of ways you can have fun in. I
1: I always tell my wife, Jay, if everybody just watched the Golf Channel and played golf, this world would be a lot uh, lot better
2: place. (laughs) That is the truth right there. So one of the stories in the book, uh, it's actually the last story in the book, it's called A Simple Game for Troubled Times. And it's a little uh, little narrative about uh, you know probably watching too much of the news and finding yourself a little down on the world and uh, deciding that a better way to spend my time is just call my dad and ask him if he wants to go walk nine holes and uh, how if we all would spend a little more time with people of different persuasions on the golf course we probably would be able to iron out quite a few of our uh, quite a few of our issues and differences, don't you think? There's sure. No question.
0: Have a beer and play nine holes with somebody. That's not the worst yeah, idea man. I've ever heard. <laughs> yep.
1: Jay, I, I I play a lot of golf in Scotland every year, and uh, one of the things that I love about Scottish golf, among many, is that you see so many dogs on the golf course.
2: Oh yeah. And
1: and you you talk a lot about playing the rounds of golf in the evening with your dog. And uh, why do you suppose it is in the states that so many golf courses don't allow dogs?
2: You know, I think it's just misinformation. Uh, not understanding uh, what that's like. You know, for I, I, we also have a. You know, and I, don't, I don't. I guess I couldn't really compare it because I don't know enough about the legal environment in Scotland. But you know, we have a very risk-averse culture over here now. With so many uh, lawyers all over the place, you know. So I'm sure that somewhere uh, a best practices manual said, "Well, this is something you should not do," and everyone. <laughs> fell in line, and, you know, I kind of jokingly say that um, there's a lot of benefits to being a member at a Struggling Country Club, you know, a lot of the rules go out the window, so uh, at our place here uh, in Tallahassee, you know, we've got a beautiful rolling hill golf course, uh, killing house design, uh, that's uh, really unique for our part of the world, and um, you know, when it gets to, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the evening, and uh, the days are long like they are right now, and I want to go bust a little stress and just find myself. You know, there's nothing better than going out and taking my dog for nine holes right before dark. His name's Leon, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see him quite a bit in a lot of my stories. But uh, he's a good lad, and uh, I just think the world would, again, uh, the golfing world would benefit greatly from getting dogs more involved, and you know, it's funny. I, I the course I grew up on, uh, I played with my dog every day, and just never even thought anything of it. It just was, it was just very normal. We had a a, a very dog friendly environment out there, and uh, you know, as you grow up and get older, you realize no one else does. You know, was really doing that, and and then uh, a couple of years ago, I said, you know what, I'm just going to start taking my uh, my pup I have now, and and if somebody tries to stop me, I'll I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And uh, But, yeah, it, it is a wonderful experience, and uh, places that are walker-friendly should should absolutely consider promoting that because, you know, in, in today's world, when there's such a time crunch and everybody feels like we're running ragged uh, and running out of time, uh, taking a dog for a walk is a pretty good reason to get out of the house to begin with, so you might as well go do it on the golf course, you know?
0: Yeah, I read last night your strategic plan for American golf which you wrote in February which was uh, just spent some time with that cuz I thought it was fascinating. The dogs and uh, uh Chris has talked often about the uh, uh the family picnics at St Andrews. I mean if you can if you can have a a family outing at St Andrews, can't you have a family outing anywhere in the any any other golf course in the world it seems. So um, yeah, and the uh, simple rules at uh, Sweetens Cove, I know that was quite interesting, too. Let's simplify things and and uh, just make it easier for people.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of all of golf's traditions, and uh, I think our, our rules are, are some of the things that make the game unique. But I also think that, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure we need to have a uh, – you know, hundreds of page long decisions on the rules of golf for your everyday player to be able to enjoy the game. And most people play, you know, a pretty simplified version of it to begin with. But I, I, I always think about the person who's who's just coming to golf, right, and is just trying to get into it. Um, they really need a, a a very easy and approachable on ramp to the game, and 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 it's not just rules; it's also etiquette. You know, we need to be able to find creative ways to showcase uh what makes our game so special without creating uh barriers maybe that would turn someone off along the way you know golf culture is pretty interesting and unique and and i think it can be intimidating to people who don't really know it and uh, i think that falls on all of us to try to make sure that uh, uh that that the game feels very approachable
0: yeah there's not much point in telling the new golfer yeah, you've got to go back 150 yards to the tee and hit another one. That's, yeah, uh, that's fairly big discouraging.
2: Big. Yeah, big
1: time. Jay, you, you, you have the opportunity to travel and play a lot of golf. And w- w- What are some of your favorite experiences?
2: You know, I, I have been very fortunate to be able to get around the country quite a bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I've read every book there is on going to Scotland, so I'm still waiting on that one. But uh, maybe once all this craziness ends, we'll we'll get a chance to do it next year. But... Um, you know, here in the States, I've been to the Monterey Peninsula a handful of times. Um, I'm very fortunate that my wife is a big fan of the little town of Carmel, California. And uh, uh, so we've taken a few trips out there and have had some wonderful experiences playing at Pebble Beach and Paso and and uh, Monterey Peninsula Country Club. And just that whole vibe out there is, is something that I really adore. Uh, I miss it. We were supposed to go out there again this year for our five year anniversary. And then, you know, all this pandemic fun started. So, uh, maybe we'll get to do that again soon, but that's somewhere that, that means a lot to us. And, uh, yeah, I talked about that story about my brother in the book and there's a, a place out in the chop Hills of, uh, Eastern Colorado called Valley meal that, um, Uh, some of your listeners maybe y'all have heard of or visited uh, we went and spent a couple of days out there together and it's you know the way I describe it is if you can imagine a place on the map of America that's the furthest possible point from an ocean that's about where you are but it it feels like you're in the middle of Ireland and um, just an incredible place somewhere that that I, I think about pretty frequently even though I only spent a few days there and um i'm a big fan of the pinehurst area a big fan of sweetens cove uh i like i've played a bunch of golf up and down the coast of south carolina and uh sea island is somewhere that i enjoy uh, quite a bit it's a couple of hours from us and easy to get to and you know um i also love my own little place right here in my backyard you know i try to be an explorer in my own region is as much as I can so that uh, anytime someone's coming through this part of the world, I can try to give them an expert opinion, you know? Well, Jay, that that is great stuff.
0: Jay, let us know uh, now your book, how people can get your book, and also I'm interested in your Instagram and webpage as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, my book, like I said, is called The Nine Virtues of Golf. Uh, The subtitle there is Essays, Musings, and Other Contemplations on the Game. It's available on Amazon, uh, and they do a great job getting those turned around pretty quick, print on demand, which is nice. Uh, but if you go to Amazon and search J Revel or The Nine Virtues of Goth, it'll come right up. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have my friend Tom Coyne write the foreword for the book. Uh, I think people will enjoy that insight too. And uh, you can find me on my website at jrevel.com. It's J-A-Y-R-E-V-E-L-L. Dot com i post those daily stories there and uh over on instagram i'm at j revel right and uh on twitter i'm just at j revel so hit me up i would love to hear from you my favorite part uh, every day is getting a message from someone uh who loves the game like i do and just talk and shop a little bit like i said i love to talk golf and try to do it a little bit every day
0: you can tell you love it. You and Chris are going to be very simpatico, I can tell you that. You should go to Scotland <laughs> together. Hey, <laughs>
2: right. Just tell me when.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that's awesome. Well, Jay, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your stories. And please put, keep putting out all the great content. And I love reading your stuff.
2: Well, I sure do appreciate it, guys. Thanks for reading and thanks for having me on. And uh, to everybody listening, thanks for uh, tuning in for a little bit. And I hope to see you down the road on fairways near and far.
0: That's Jay Revel. Find him at jrevel.com and also his uh, Nine Virtues of Golf. You can find that on Amazon. a uh, terrific book. Had an enjoyable time reading it last night. So you're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. This segment brought your way by uh, Craigans Resorts, uh, Bobby's uh bobby's 18 and the legacy just two terrific golf courses the par 3 course out there and all kinds of uh delicious dining opportunities and play and stay opportunities so take advantage of craigans and all they have to offer chris uh, that was a great guest Jay uh Jay revel and a uh, good writer and uh, i really enjoyed uh, kind of perusing some of his things last night or this week as, after you sent him to me since he was set up as a guest and uh it's just nice to have, like we said, a prolific writer who loves to talk golf and is good at explaining points of view. And the book is great, but I I do, I do love Instagram and webpage stuff that is like he said, 150 to 300 words. I mean, in today's society, you got to get through stuff quick to keep people's attention a lot of times.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jay Jay puts something out every single day and uh, you know, gosh, it, it, at least for me, his posts resonate with something every day. And, uh, you know, I, I loved what he said about, you know, kind of golf bridging the gap between a lot of people. And, uh, you know, the golf course I grew up playing at was a great little municipal golf course. And uh, kind of like he was talking about, I'd be there from sunup to sundown. But, you know, I, when I think back who I who I got to play the game with, not, not only a, a great group of kids that I, I still have connections with, but, you know, playing with a group of priests and uh, yeah. just just some of the, it was a melting pot of people, the the local uh, television anchor man, group of priests, you know, plumbers and firefighters and policemen and, and then you play with lawyers and doctors and you know, just a, a great place for a kid to grow up and uh, make a lot of connections with a lot of great people and and develop a lot of friendships. And it's really about the golf course is about the people and the connections. And uh, a great golf course is a bonus, but there are no no bad golf courses, just some better than others.
0: And he was very. Uh, I was in touch with his, uh, you know, his brothers who were different. Maybe uh, I don't know about politically. Didn't really say that, but different in so many ways. But the uh, common ground is the golf course, and I think so many of us maybe have either mom or dad with that same kind of, that was my, my dad's and my uh, bonding place for years and years and years when, whenever we'd get together, you know, play golf every day we were together. If we'd only going to see each other for three days, then we we played at least two days and, and sometimes sure. three. So uh, that was his hallowed ground. So, you know, I traveled there to see him. Absolutely. Uh, We talked about simplifying some of the rules. We've talked about rules on the show, and I I know uh, you're always in favor of kind of uh, simplifying things sometimes. And uh, the Sweetens Cove, which we had the guest last year from there, and uh, they've got the USGA rules of golf govern play at all times. This is just their rules posted. And it's a take on the regular rules of golf, but it's simplified and a one-sheeter and uh, really easy to follow.
1: Yeah, no question. And, you know, I always say that, that we'll go through those. But, I, you know, one of the things that separates the game, the game of golf from other games is, is the, the rules of the game. And that we're responsible for – there aren't any referees out there. We're responsible uh, for knowing the rules and, and, you know, calling ourselves or enforcing those rules. Uh, but it's also one of the things that, that's intimidating about the game and a barrier – to the game because, you know, people, they, if they don't know the rules and they're not sure what to do, and it's one of the things that that prevents some people, I think, from playing more golf because they they, they don't, they're, they're not sure how to proceed. But, uh, you know, these rules from Sweden's Cove kind of just lay it out and make it pretty, pretty simple and uh, replace divots, repair ball marks, smooth sand before exiting hazard, enter and exit all hazard at their shallowest point. With respect to all other matters, common sense shall be exercised. Uh-huh. I like that one.
0: Yeah, and, Yep.
1: And then you get into kind of some of the, the more of the rules. All fairway bunkers play as waste hazards. Grounding the club is permitted. No out of bounds. Lost balls in native areas water and otherwise are treated as lateral hazards. It's a great one because it speeds up the game and uh, just eliminates a lot of looking and, and hesitation. Uh, please do not drive carts beyond white lines on the course. Please permit faster player. Please permit faster matches to play through.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's a big yeah. fan of match play as well, just for the competitive nature of match play. But I love the lateral hazard one. Um, uh, it just simplifies things and and uh, make, it makes the match kind of common sense. I mean, you know, do you really care? The guy hits one in the woods, and you go, okay. Uh, two shots from or two two club links from the entry point, you know. I mean, that's exactly. that's probably penalty enough in ninety nine percent of the cases, especially for the casual golfer.
1: Well, we're not out there trying to win the U.S. Open, and um, let's just let's go out and have some fun and and shoot a score and, and enjoy each other's company.
0: Yeah, yeah. He talked about uh, the integrity of the game. He has some great quotes in the beginning of his book from different professional golfers about integrity and you know. I, I mean, if uh, <laughs> if Patrick Reed could take back one moment his life, it's probably in the sand trap from last year when it, it yeah. I mean, he looks like he pats the sand. I mean, anybody who's played the game can think he could have not done it. I'm not, you can't guarantee he did it on purpose, but he certainly could have not done it.
1: Yeah, no, no question. It. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately Patrick's going to carry that, that perception with him for, uh, for a long time to come in, in most people's minds and sure it's, it's definitely a game of integrity <laughs> and I, I don't think there's any other sport where, where uh, adherence to the rules and integrity are held in higher regard.
0: Yeah. And everybody has a guy they remember from their own career or a life in golf that they saw kick a ball from behind a tree or move it a foot or two or whatever the case might be. <laughs> in a match that's pretty important.
1: <laughs> yeah, no question. No question. Uh,
0: JT last week gets caught uh, right behind a tree in an extra hole and uh, if he could have gone moved 1 foot, he probably could have got a shot to the green. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially those guys. So yeah, that was a great guest and I know uh, common sense uh, Chris and uh, you you teach a lot of young kids uh, the integrity of the game and uh, you watch them grow up, and your your boys are great examples, and your daughter, and uh, it's just a <clears throat> terrific game of life. So we should talk more about it and read more about it with guys like Jay Ravel. No question. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mac. You've been listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.